Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Balance and Moderation. We are a podcast dedicated to helping health-conscious individuals elevate their mind, body, and spirit through a compassionate and realistic approach. Today's episode is all about the concept of fear versus love. Cher and I wanted to have this conversation because it is a concern of ours that society as a whole is getting swept up into a very fear-based mindset, and it's something that we have to monitor and check ourselves to make sure that we are not falling into those fear-based mindsets. And overall, the conversation is just one to be shared. It's one to take a step back and think about and try to evaluate where fear is taking over your life and where love is taking over. And we hope everybody enjoys it. It's a conversation for all. I'm not going to get into the whole podcast algorithm, like, share, and stuff. But if you like this conversation, please share it with somebody and not for us, for them, for you, and hopefully for your relationships as a whole. So I hope you enjoy this, this conversation, Fear versus Love. Morning, sure. Hey, good morning, Robbie. How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing all right. I had a a good weekend. A little bit too much fun over the weekend, but mm-hmm. um, just starting a little slower normally than a Monday. I feel pretty good though physically. That's good. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Not too bad. How about you? How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I'm trying to remember what I did. Um, well, yesterday I went down to Sarasota to visit some family, which was really nice. I had my cousin in town from California and I hadn't seen her, you know, in about a year and a half at this point. So yeah, yeah, it was really good to see her and I got to see her mom, my aunt, and then had dinner with my parents, which was always really nice. I, I adore them. So it was really good to just kind of recalibrate, reconnect and do that. But on Saturday, I also had a nice little get together with some friends. We were celebrating one of my buddy's big accomplishments. He just put out a music video, yeah, which yeah. was great. It was a good party. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun for sure. So um yeah, definitely go check out wait Nate Mosley's new music video, West Side, the movie, out on YouTube. It's awesome. You will see me as a little extra cameo in there and uh, it was a lot of fun to to make the video and really really cool to see it all come together so it's just cool seeing people that you love people that you're close with uh, really step up into themselves and create something out of nothing essentially you know I feel like a lot of my friends are kind of like budding entrepreneurs artists creatives things like that and it's really a blessing to be a part of that circle. Definitely. And it was a good music video. I saw it, uh, (laughs) the premiere, uh, solid work. And yeah, I think it helps to be, you know, what's that quote? Like you are the five people that you spend the most time with, or you are who you spend your time with. Yeah. 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 And if you're trying to, you know, everybody's kind of more, it's, it's kind of a nice group that's kind of forming around, that kind of crew, I guess it's like the musical kind of creative crew. Uh, I I dabble and I jump in once in a while and mm-hmm. come hang out with y'all. And it's a really it's a really good crew. And I think it's nice to just have everybody on the same wavelength of creativity. And I think that just kind of powers the engines of everyone. Yeah. It's really hard to be a creative and just, I guess, a little bit more out there from the normal nine to five, you know, yeah, it takes get a, a job and go to college, and you know, and some of those people are in that life a little bit too. But it's hard to be around people that don't really understand the creative process. They don't see the work it takes to get from doing open mics in downtown Tampa to getting to LA and getting a recording contract. Like there is so many years and struggle, and it makes it so much harder if you're doing it alone. That if you have other people around you just makes it more enjoyable and I don't know, it helps a lot. I know with with me, it's like I feel like sometimes explaining podcasts to my 
certain friends or groups of people, they're just like, they don't get it. They don't understand. They think I'm just like screwing around and it's, it's a, I don't know. It's, it's a different process, but it's good to have a crew of people that get creativity. Absolutely. Well, and it's also something that I picked up on with what you were saying was it takes a lot of courage to step outside of the mold and do something that really sets your heart on fire because, you know, it's not to say that taking a nine to five job, living a more traditional lifestyle, it's not to say that that is inherently a bad thing. If that works for you, all props to you. That's awesome. But it takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of courage to say, hey, that doesn't work for me and I'm going to create something different for myself because a lot of people are working without a template. So you're really having to maneuver everything. You know, you're having to learn how to run a business. You're learning how to manage your own time. You're learning how to be your own boss. Uh, I don't think people give themselves enough credit for how hard it is to be your own boss because when someone else is telling you what to do, you're like, okay, this sucks, but I'm going to do it because someone's telling me to do it. But when you are managing yourself, it takes even more effort to hold yourself accountable and say, hey, I actually am going to follow through with this. I'm not going to just, you know, mess around and do whatever I want to do today. If I really want to make my dreams come true, I actually have to put effort behind them. And uh, I think that's something that I've been running into with my career has been, you know, I want to create a self-sustaining business for myself, but the self-discipline piece is something that I really need to put more into action. And I think it's just, you know, discipline is, self-discipline is love. It's, you know, when you love yourself, you hold yourself accountable for your actions. And, uh, yeah. Definitely. And I just would say, you know, like you were saying, kind of the framework of you don't really have a template when you're going through things in more entrepreneurial aspect or like music or creativity, whatever avenue you're going on that's not necessarily a corporate mold. And I think the people that are successful in the more creative spaces, in those kind of areas that don't necessarily have a lot of mentorship or corporate ladders or structures is when you can take those pieces from the corporate world. because. As much as capitalism can get out of hand, the corporate world is inherently successful and people are constantly reshaping the way that work can get done. And a lot of it really gets down to a structure of mentorship and guidance. And when you work for a good company, you kind of see that. It's when you see, you know, when it gets out of hand, it gets into the shadow form of that when people are getting kind of work too hard, they don't feel like they have purpose, everything's kind of going awry. But I think when you can merge the two, if you can be, let's say, a music person, uh, uh, say you're trying to create music, you're trying to be a recording artist or something like that, if you can take the discipline of a corporate world and be like, hey, I got to get up and I got to practice, you know, I got I to gotta expand my skills at all times. So I got to get up, I got to spend an hour a day expanding my skills. And then I got to think, hey, I need to market, I need to do something like that. Like I got to kind of have your marketing team, you spend two hours a day marketing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're you're constantly building your your life and looking at yourself of a marketing aspect, a sales aspect, and you're taking those corporate that corporate structure and applying it to a creative life. I think that's where you can really be successful. I know a girl from South Florida who I used to do jujitsu with, and she is a very talented artist, but she has marketed herself very well on Instagram. She cranks out material. She's constantly painting. She treats it. It is a business for her. It is a creative outlet in one sense, but she makes a living. And it seems as though I know she doesn't work a traditional job anymore. Like that is her job. She is an artist. She, you know, I I was going to buy one of her prints and I was like, oh, damn, that's pretty expensive. Yeah. (laughs) But she's killing it. And, but she, you can tell from the way she functions, she does jujitsu. She's very regimented. She works very hard. Everything kind of gets pieced together in almost a corporate way. Mm -hmm. And I think that is where I've seen creatives really take it to that next level when they can apply those practices to their lives. Yeah, it's it's a lot of discipline and uh, linearity, I think, is is an important thing. And that's something 
that I often struggle with because I'm a very kind of fluid person. I'm kind of a little, a little spacey, a very ebb and flow. And so that's also part of my magic that I have to recognize is that I can wade through the realms of the conscious and the subconscious, um, very easily, but sometimes I need to remember like, Oh, I'm here on earth. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be here. I gotta do things that are productive and are making me abundant physically, not just, not just spiritually. You know what I'm saying? I get that. I, I, I definitely follow an ebb and flow. My goal is to get more of a linear kind of life going mm-hmm. up and down, but everything is a best fit line. You know, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows. It's like the stock market. There's going to be high, there's going to be, you know, runs and then falls and as long as the the best fit line is trending upwards, that's the way it's it, it is um as long as you're doing that, I mean, you're succeeding in life. And I think part of that and and I we've kind of gotten a little off topic from what we were going to talk <laughs> about today, but I think understanding that and and recognizing in yourself what you need, and I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, that discipline is love. It is loving yourself. You know, today we wanted to talk about love versus fear, and and I look at it as an aspect of, you know, are you doing things in life? Like, are you working hard because you're scared of losing your job? Are you working hard because you're scared of letting other people down? Or are you working hard in your job because... You want to provide for your family and give them a beautiful life because you want to, because you want to feel fulfilled and 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 give back to the world and and create abundance that you can give to other people. And I like when you say both of those things, those two people w- w- running on those same different paths, they're technically still parallel. Yeah, they're still going towards success. They're still doing things, but which one is more sustainable? Which one is better for us as a whole unit, as a world? And I, I, I know that's kind of what I wanted to really talk about today. Was you know how? What is your perspective on things? I know we talk about health and wellness, and I look at it as: Are you shaming yourself to lose weight, or are you losing weight because you want to increase your health span? You know, are you are you running a marathon because you're running from problems and you're just beating yourself down in almost a masochistic way, which I've done that before? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you running because you want to challenge yourself and you want to push your limits and you want to become a stronger and better person? So I, I, I like this whole dichotomy of love versus fear because I think a lot of people and a lot of what's wrong with modern society and the different aspects of the the shadow and the light, a lot of the shadow is the fear. It's it's doing things because you're scared of what other people will think. You know, I think we see that a lot with politicians and everything along those lines. But I guess I wonder what your your feeling is or your thoughts are on the whole topic of love versus fear as it just kind of pertains to either your life or the external, the world, culture. Yeah. So it's funny because I know love and fear, often they sound like antonyms to each other. They sound like, you know, polarities, but I don't really know if that's entirely the case. I think that it is a vibrational frequency that is different, but I don't necessarily think that it's a it's 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 not like black and white, you know what I'm saying? So love is, when you're acting out of love, you're acting from your highest self. You're acting from the highest place of consciousness, highest frequency. So naturally, you know, thinking of like laws of abundance and manifestation, things that you want to attract into your life are going to come to you a lot more easily because you're operating at a higher frequency. That is just how how the universe works versus with fear, your fear might be rooted in something that you love. You know, you might fear, I don't know, like I'm going to have to come up for an example for that one. But let's say that there is something that you love tremendously, like your family. You love your family so much, but you fear that you're not going to be able to provide for them. So, so going back to that original example, so 
if you're operating from a place of fear, even though it's rooted in love, the frequency that you're emitting is so low that you're constantly going to be recreating this cycle of lack and it's going to take you away from this abundance mindset. So I'm kind of more referencing, at least right now, as far as physical manifestations, finances, money, abundance. Um, and abundance can show up as love, as opportunities, as so many other things, you know, good health, good food, things like that. But I think finances are just something that's really tangible for a lot of people to understand. If you're constantly operating from this place of, well, I don't have enough money to provide for my family, which I love so much, just because you have that aspect of love in there, if the main channel that you're operating from is fear, it's just going to keep recreating that cycle of fear. And it really is like a mindset shift. You can have basically the same thought, but on a different frequency, and it totally changes the way that you operate in the world. And so I also think that love and fear can coexist at the same time. Yeah. I don't think you can get away from fear. No. I think I think you're yeah. always going to have that within you. There's always going to be and I know it's not really like a polarity, but you're going to have both sides and you have to acknowledge fear or else it will creep up on you. Yeah, exactly. And so something that has been really beneficial for me has been meditation and uh meditation is something that I I'm getting into a lot more of a consistent practice with, which is really wonderful. But for a long time, and I think a lot of people experience this, is that they don't want to meditate because they fear that they're not going to be able to sit still for that long. They fear that they're not going to get it right. They fear that maybe if they do get it right, they're going to see something that they don't really like and then they have to deal with it. And so a lot of people avoid meditation or really a lot of different self-help, personal development tools because they fear themselves. They fear that they're going to have to actually face themselves and face the things that they've repressed or things that they don't want to admit are true. And you, it's like you, you, you can go through life and not have to deal with any of those things, but is it really going to be as fulfilling of a life as you want to live? Are you going to feel like there is this, this missing piece that you haven't addressed if you haven't gone that deep, if you haven't done quote unquote, like the work. So I think that's why a lot of people avoid therapy. I mean, yeah. that, that's why I was very hesitant. I've been at points in my life very hesitant to go to therapy because I fear bringing up those feelings. I fear looking in the mirror and seeing somebody that I don't want to see. Absolutely. And so, and it's like, I think we just have to recognize that we all have these shadow sides to ourselves, um, that it's even in the spiritual community or the health and wellness community, it's not all love and light. And I think a lot more people are seeing that, which I'm really grateful for. When I first started kind of getting into the more spiritual health and wellness space, a lot of it was just good vibes, no bad vibes, like, you know, just kind of almost there's become a term for it now. It's called spiritual bypassing where it's like you're overlooking all of the negative stuff because you just want to focus on the positive. Toxic positivity is also like a new terminology like that, that Toxic has, positivity. that's come in. Yeah. And it's true because, you know, and in the conversation of love versus fear, just because you're going deep and you might be coming up against some unpleasant anti negative feeling states, that doesn't mean that you're operating, that doesn't mean that you're not operating from a place of love. You know, it takes a lot of love to go deep and be like, Hey, I'm going to go into this space because I love myself so much that I really am ready to heal this. And even if there is that fear present of like, oh no, you shouldn't be doing that because what if this happens? What if that happens? What if people start to judge you? What if people that you love start moving away from you, if you start acting more authentically, 
that is a huge fear for people that social acceptance is is a huge part of the the whole dynamic of living an authentic life. I think a lot of people hold themselves back from living their truth, living from a place of love because they fear what other people are going to think of them, you know? And we're such social creatures that that is a huge issue. And I mean even just thinking about the, the chakra ep- episode, the crown chakra, it's like you don't want to feel isolated from other people. So sometimes you'll do things that aren't in your highest interest and best good, but you're doing it because you feel like that's that's just what you do. That's just what needs to get done. And then you're living at odds with yourself and, you know, it's important to play into the collective, but also the only person you're going to live with for the rest of your life as yourself. So how do you, how do you move through that? And, you know, and that's still something that I'm trying to answer right now. Yeah. I think you, you made a point about, you know, even if it's something negative or it's scary, you know, it may be love to push through it, to put, make yourself be uncomfortable. I, I think getting out of your comfort zone is an act of love for oneself. But then you talk about, you know, if you want to look at it as an external thing, it, it kind of goes and, you know, the conversations you have with yourself can be like the conversations you're having with other people. You know, are you just, you know, enabling yourself? Are you saying, oh, everything's okay? Everybody feels like this, like you're fine. You don't want to be different. Like, are you moving along and just kind of, like you said, kind of running and hiding from your fears and, and those negative things in your life that come up. And it's just like having a friend, like if you have a friend that treats you poorly, but you don't want to ruin the friendship and you have that such such a big fear of ruining the friendship that you don't value yourself at a certain level. You're not saying like, hey, to your like if you know, hey, I don't appreciate the way you're treating me, or you're doing this thing that's very negative. I'm worried about you. I can't continue to maybe even go out drinking with you or go party with you. You know, I see that a lot in different friendships is somebody will be doing something very self-destructive, but you know, you're supposed to be friends. You're supposed to be loving one another. And, and I've been guilty of this too. And I even have people in my life that I should probably step up and say, hey, you're fucking up a lot. Yeah. Like, I love you. I can't continue to be your friend in this capacity. Like, I have to transfer and I have to do something that's very uncomfortable. And they may not want that. And they may be very aggressive and pugnacious about your stance. And I think when you're operating from love, you're seeing the bigger picture. I think that's what love really is. It's it's kind of seeing the whole, having a holistic view and instead of reacting. And, and a lot of times, you know, we talk about living in the moment, but sometimes you can't live in the moment. I feel like acting out of love sometimes is not living in the moment. It's, it's, it's not giving into that, I think, evolutionary mechanism that we have to go to comfort, to run away from things, to, to run away from fear. Like fear is an evolutionary thing. We should be scared of lions, run away from the lion. Mm-hmm. But when you're a human and the thing that separates us from other animals is we can operate on a higher level than our fear. We can understand future, past, present. And when you look at the big picture, you look at maybe how things have affected, you know, your reactions to a certain situation have affected the past. And then knowing that and how they affect the future, that all kind of ties into the present and how you should act in your highest self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that if I would, you know, kind of go against, not go against, but just provide a different perspective on that point. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, if we're acting from love in the present moment, then we're not afraid of the future. Because if I'm, you know, if I'm not in touch with the present moment, if I'm constantly thinking about the past, constantly thinking about the present, then I'm not operating from a place of love. I'm operating from more of an ego or a mental standpoint. And, you know, I'll be in a situation and I'll think to myself, oh, well, I was in a situation similarly to this when I was younger, so to say. And this is the outcome that I had, and I don't want to repeat that outcome. So I'm going to act inauthentically to what it is I really want to be doing because I don't want to recreate the outcome that happened in the past. And then also conversely, it's like, I had a thought, shoot. <laughs> but okay. 
you know, I'm just kind of thinking about like the future and different things like that. Okay. Yes, here it is. So when, when you're thinking about the unknown, cause I think a lot of times fear comes from this place of not knowing, you know, we're, we're very mental creatures. We really like to understand things because when we understand things, then we're like, okay, I've got a grasp on it. Even if it's fucking terrifying, at least I can like understand this and I can, I can process it. I can move through it. But the unknown is not known. So we don't have any framework for it. And I think that's a lot of time when fear comes in is because we're not sure what the next step is. We don't know what the outcome of this situation is going to be. And so our natural projection is going to be, oh, it's going to be the worst possible thing. It's going to be the absolute worst consequence. No questions asked. But when I think about it, you know, in, in past experiences, especially when I was younger, cause I've dealt with anxiety throughout most of my life. I would be in these situations, especially social situations where I would project onto the situation and I would be like, Oh, well, this is absolutely going to happen. It's going to blow up in my face. People are going to laugh at me. I'm going to get rejected. I'm going to be excluded from the group. You know, it's going to be a whole fiasco. And then you know, the situation actually occurs and then the outcome is a fraction of what I thought it was it's going never as to bad be. As you think it's it's never be. as bad as you think it's going to be. And so that's something that I have to keep reminding myself too, is even in this present moment, if I'm, you know, scared of making a choice or a decision that I know is authentic to me, but I'm like, I'm so scared of how people are going to perceive me. I'm so scared of what my family or my friends are going to think of me or how this is going to affect my career, how this is going to, it's, it's essentially, it's all relationships. All of this fear is coming from how is this going to affect my relationships with other people? But, you know, I, like I said, every single time I, I come across those situations, it's never as bad as I think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And two, if you're operating from a place of love going into the unknown, It totally shifts your mindset on it. It says, oh, what can I create here? Like, this is an unknown space. Mm -hmm. I can can create whatever I want out of here. It doesn't have to be the worst possible outcome. What if I can create the best possible outcome? What if I can manifest that? What if I can put myself into a vibrational frequency that is operating on a place of love so that I can you know, not necessarily control my reality, but I can be a big influence on my reality. So even when I was working at the hospital, um, there was, there was a big thing that I would always tell myself is observe, don't absorb. So when I'm in groups of people that, you know, a lot of times they were in very like fear-based states, you know, I'd observe it, but if I absorbed it, you know, then that's all I would do. That's all I would project and it wouldn't be productive for anybody. But if I was able to stay in a high vibrational frequency place, I would actually be able to influence the energy and bring it up and like make people's day, make the situation brighter, kind of change the energetic dynamics of the office. If I am so dead set on keeping my vibrational frequency high. I get that. I have a problem with absorbing energy mm-hmm. instead of observing. Yeah, you, you know, you kind of touched on to it's not always as bad as you think it's going to be. I think about when like you're a little kid and you kind of see the dark edge of the forest mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I don't want to go there. And then when you actually, you know, your ball goes into the forest or something like that, you got to go run in there and then your eyes adjust and you realize, oh, I can actually like see things in here and it's not yeah. as scary. And I feel like a lot of that's fear is just kind of getting over that. And I wonder what your thought is on as far as, you know, we talk about acting out of fear and acting out of love and, and they're not, you know, polar opposites because like I said, kind of at the beginning of this, you can get to the same place, somewhat of the same place. Mm-hmm. It may be a different feeling. It may be a different fulfillment if you're getting to that place using those two things you talk about like abundance and you know there's people that ride a very high vibration and achieve a lot of success and then there's a lot of people that ride a very negative low vibration and it achieves success and getting to that point do you think it 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 almost becomes an issue with people that 
they almost get positive reinforcement from the fear sometimes. Like, okay, they have not spoken their mind to their boss. Therefore, they've kind of been a kiss ass, a yes man, and their boss likes them. So they get a promotion to manager. Or Mm. like you have a friend that maybe you don't agree with their lifestyle choices, but you want to keep that friendship going. So you're kind of going along and then something good happens or they're just nice to you and you get these you get these little positive things from acting in a fear that may be not as high of highs, but there are some highs, there are some accolades that can come with acting out of fear. Do you wonder if it's like almost a learned behavior in a sense? Yeah, it almost kind of sounds like a Pavlov, Pavlov's dog kind of situation where it's like, or it's like you know you're you're putting a carrot in front of a in front of a bunny and trying to make the cart move or whatever it is. It's like it's kind of almost like a fake reward. And even if it is manifesting f- on the physical front, like you know, as you know, oh, like I got a promotion. Oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. There's still going to be this feeling of lack present, mm-hmm. and whether it's emotional or spiritual, it doesn't really matter. It's because this is something that I've also thought about too is, you know, people who are acting from a very low consciousness place that are very financially abundant. How does that really happen? And it's not to say that it's impossible to be financially abundant if you're not in a high vibe space, but it's likely that this abundance is, there's kind of almost like a, a caveat to it. Like, you know, you're, you might be abundant in finances, but you're not abundant in your relationships. You're not abundant in your health. You're not abundant in different other areas of your life. And I think when we're talking about true abundance, it is you are truly abundant in all areas of your life. It's not just one or the other. And so I think a lot of times when people are living from a place of fear, it's like they're sacrificing certain areas of their life for another area. So it creates this imbalance, like this excess and this deficiency, which physically manifests in the body. Um, that's kind of inside though, but it's not alignment. It's not balance. And some for some people, they're so focused on this one thing, like they almost have tunnel vision that they say to themselves, well, I'm going to do anything that I need to in order to achieve this one outcome, but they're not looking at the whole picture. And then they'll get to this desired outcome, this destination, but they realize that they really missed out on the whole journey and they feel, they feel a lack of satisfaction. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of answers the question. Would you say from an energetic standpoint, like I know with love, something that a good example that I always kind of go back to when people are like, oh, like when, you know, people say I don't have enough love to give or they feel like you know, their love will run out. And then it's like the whole thing of, okay, so you have one kid and then you have another kid. Do you automatically, because you have two kids now, love your kids half as much as you loved the one kid before? No, love is abundant. Love expands. Love will fill, love is a gas that will fill any container that it's put in. Now, do you think that love is, you know, acting out of love would be, you know, that abundance that you can get that if you're acting out of love in every sense of your life, you can get full abundance. But fear would be kind of finite. You know, you were kind of talking to like fear is is kind of knowing the outcome or at least thinking you know the outcome and focusing on that one thing. Then love would be accepting all outcomes. So fear is kind of finite. And when you're mm-hmm. acting out of fear, you know, you almost have to take energy. Like if you're if you're being driven by the energy of fear, you have to take away from your relationships to get better financially. You have to take away from your finances to work on your relationship or work on your health. Like You kind of have this fear mindset, so it's really draining your energy. Whereas if you're acting in love, you can put nine hours in full of love through the day and then get home and not feel exhausted and be like, hey, like, let's go for a walk and go play with your kids or go to have a dinner with your spouse or, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy your life because you're living in that love state. But if you're acting out of fear all day at like, like your job or even if you are your own biz- business owner, you're an entrepreneur, 
you know, we kind of talk about it in the light of that's such a great thing, but people get really negative in that sense of the world, uh, sense of, of fulfillment and accomplishment. And so that's what I'm kind of wondering what you think of that, just as far as, you know, you can achieve everything if you work through love because love is abundant. Love is infinite almost. Yeah. Love is, there is no, it's a cyclical thing. There's no beginning, there's no end. But to whereas fear is pretty finite. I would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point. And I feel that living from a place of love energizes you too. And so kind of like you were saying, like you have enough energy, enough vitality to operate and get through the day. And it's like when you're operating from a place of fear, it's almost kind of like you're hazy. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you're so focused on one thing or maybe you're just kind of floating through life, but you're just not really living your truth, not really living authentically to you. And maybe you consciously know what it is you need to be doing. Maybe you don't, but you know that there is something going on that needs to be addressed and it will drain you. Like it will suck all of the energy and life out of you if you're holding on to something that's not serving you or maybe you're not letting go and allowing yourself to truly be free. And I think that's where people get really stuck is, you know, in certain situations, they're so wrapped up in, I know I've said this before, but I think that this is really the kicker is social acceptance. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, well, I'm not going to go quit my corporate job and start this business because I'm really worried about what my significant other is going to think of me or what my friends and my family are going to think of me. So I'm going to continue working this job that I hate for the social acceptance of others. Or mm. I, you know, for example, want to get my health right, but I'm so afraid of going to the gym and fearing what other people think of me because I'm not all that in shape or I don't know how to use the equipment. So I'm going to not transform my life because I'm afraid of what people at the gym are going to think of me. You can see this all in all aspects all over the world, you know, or, you know, you can like even go to the store and now, for example, like masks aren't required at a lot of stores and you're like, oh, well, am I going to wear my mask or am I not? Because I'm afraid of what other people are going to think of me. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all social dynamics, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah. I I see that and you talk about the mass thing that's funny and I, I feel like that's kind of the predicament we've been in with the whole pandemic and just in general politically and socially in our country is the media has kind of you know this compare culture the media has gotten a hold of us you have this cancel culture people have this aggressive fear of being kicked out of the tribe mm -hmm. and we've kind of assimilated in all these tribes and you got red and blue and you know and it, we're kind of getting that in a racial way too it's like we're breaking apart again i thought we were trying to like get back together <laughs> and and it's i feel like we're getting a lot of division in our specifically i guess our country and a lot to do with the pandemic and i really do think a lot of it is acting out of fear i think our our leaders and just in general and everybody like think about how everybody was acting at the beginning of the pandemic when those numbers really started to shoot up everybody started freaking out and even i freaked out a little bit i was hand sanitizing like crazy wiping everything yeah. down you know i was upset because because uh you know people were still having to go into work and then they're still trying to be around them it was i was acting out of fear a lot and i think once i was able to kind of take a step back and really turn off the news and get off social media a little bit that I was on too much, you can kind of take a step back. And, you know, there really is no right or wrong answers, but you can see a lot of different things that have happened in the pandemic. You know, we've shut down schools and that was because out of fear of the kids spreading it. But then we didn't really think about the impact of the kids socially, the kids' immune system, the kids you know, the kids that have to go home to parents that are abusive, that just lost their job. And we, you know, we shut down in a reaction to the fear of the virus. And then we did not think, and I really don't think we acted with love in the sense of, you know, how is this going to affect everybody? How is this going to affect our future? What happens to children when they're locked away from their friends? What happens to 
family units when their business has been shut down and they can't provide? What happens to fathers when they can't provide for their families? What happens to mothers when they feel like they're out of control and they can't keep their, their children safe? You know, we kind of just got very scared of this invisible thing that was attacking and, and granted it's a real thing. Like I'm not going to sit here and deny that people haven't died from it and haven't, you know, haven't, been affected by it. It's been awful. Like I've had some degrees of separation to people that have lost their lives and it's a real thing. But when you look at the whole big picture and then you look once data came out and then the science kind of split and everybody was almost more afraid of being wrong than, a, than loving the greater good. Yeah, And that's what I think we've seen politically is it doesn't matter whether you're pro-vax, anti-vax, whether you're pro-mask, anti-mask, a lot of people that are in those stances and are really kind of holding the hill, they're acting out of fear. They're acting out mm -hmm. of fear of being wrong. A lot of politicians are so scared that the way they're acting through this is going to affect their next election cycle, that they're not maybe doing the things that are best. They, they won't be bipartisan where there's really areas that, like, a pandemic is one thing, like, a disease that affects the greater population should be the most bipartisan thing ever. And it's gotten so divided. And the whole point of having differing viewpoints is to find a common middle ground that works out for the greatest good. And I think we're really forgetting that. Yeah. Well, and even just kind of going back to our uh, conversation from earlier is like fear gives you tunnel vision. And so, you know, even just in response to the virus and the pandemic, like we were so tunnel vision on, okay, like we need to like prevent as many people from possible as getting this, which like, you know, in one sense sounds really altruistic because of course this can really hurt people's lives, especially people who are elderly, have heart disease, are um, immunocompromised, metabolically unhealthy and different things like that. Um, but it's like we were so focused on, you know, one problem that we weren't able to look at all of the other fallout, you know, how it has affected small businesses, how it has affected social relationships. Even, you know, as we're starting to come out of the pandemic, people are so scared of each other. Mm -hmm. Like I work at a fitness studio where for the duration of the pandemic, we have individual saunas where people can work out in an infrared environment. It's a really awesome concept. And for the duration of the pandemic, it was single occupancy. So you had the whole sauna to yourself. You were able to like, you know, do your whole thing, not feel like you had to work out around other people, which is awesome. But recently we moved to double occupancy, which means that someone else can work out with you. And you can see on the app, you know, where you schedule into your appointments that two people can schedule into an appointment. But every single time that I'm on the app, every single time that I'm working, it's always like just one person's taking a spot. And you know that other people want to be working out at that same time, but they're choosing not to. And even I've had moments at the, at the, studio where two people have scheduled into the same session and didn't realize it. And then one person will come out and be like, can I, can I get into a different sauna? Can I get into a different session? And I'm like, uh, like, yeah, I guess, but like, you're gonna have to, you know, start somewhere. I, and I guess I have to have a little bit more, um, compassion for people because the return to normalcy can be really challenging. And I mean, I don't, doesn't feel normal to me yet. You know, I'm grateful that things are kind of starting to like open up and we're not really as worried as we used to be across the board, whether you, you know, have chosen to get vaccinated and you feel a lot more comfortable going outside into the world, or maybe you're choosing not to because you do take good care of your body and you believe in your body's innate immune system and healing systems and you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm good. You know, either way, if that's, if that, if that was the stance that we were taking as a country of like, you know, Hey, if you want to get it, you can great. If you don't want to get it, that's fine too. Then I wouldn't have any issues, but there's just been like this really big peer pressure push to like, get vaccinated that I really, I really do have an issue with that. And, um, I've had a lot of fear around speaking up around that because it's, 
a very controversial anti you know perspective that I know a lot of friends and family are probably gonna disagree with me on that but you know I have come to a point where I love myself enough that I'm okay with like not being approved by everybody else, mm-hmm. you know? And that's something that has taken me a really long time to get to. There's been so many experiences throughout my life where I operated from a place of fear. Like most of my childhood, I was operating from a place of fear of exclusion, of not being accepted by other people and different things like that. And it really dictated how I functioned in the world. And I'm finally getting to the point through my spiritual journey, but also my health and wellness journey, knowing that like I am, you know, strong enough and I'm healthy enough and I can really, I can heal my body from anything. I know this to be true. Um, And it doesn't, have to be like woo woo science or anything like that. Like I know that I can do this and even, you know, if I'm wrong, well, goddamn, that's just kind of the end. That's just kind of the end of it. But it's like, I, I love myself so much that I don't need to fear this, this thing that's outside of me. Like Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I have faith in myself. I don't need to fear it anymore. Yeah. And I, I think like we were just talking about this whole conversation, you know, it doesn't, there's no right or wrong. It just depends what your motives are. And are you acting out of fear? Or are you acting out of love? I don't have a problem with, with the vaccine as long as you're acting out of love. If Absolutely. You, if you are a person that you're only getting a vaccine because you're scared of what people are going to think, or you want to be socially accepted, you want to make that little story post on your Instagram and say like, I did it, I'm helping the world and you're doing that out of a sense of you're scared what other people are going to think of you or you're scared of the virus or you're scared, even if you're scared of people you love getting it, like if you're doing it from a fearful place, like we kind of talked about, it's at that lack of energy, it's at that lower vibration. But, you know, I know some people, like I was talking to someone the other day and, you know, they work with a lot of kids, you know, in different families and, you know, they don't really have control of, you know, Maybe the kids are healthy, but they may be going home to their grandparents or they may Mm -hmm. be having different things. So out of the love for their children and the way that everything operates, they chose to get the vaccine, which I think is pretty cool. Like if I, if, if somebody's in a situation where I understand that there may be, be, there may be, I don't know all the safety and efficacy, you know, there is starting to be a lot of data and it seems like for the most part of what we deem to be safe for medications and vaccines, the vaccine is safe. But, you know, there are always questions. We don't know. We don't have two, three, four-year-out data, so we don't know how things are going to affect. So there is an inherent risk in that. But if you're taking that risk and you're, you're understanding of the fear of that, but your love for somebody else is overcoming that fear mm-hmm. and that's why you're getting the vaccine, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so... That's that's what I've tried to do, and I try to take a step back, and I even see that on the right side because just the way I was raised in different family, like I see a lot of very strong right point of views, and they almost in the way that like vaxxers are like, oh, I can't believe you wouldn't get the vaccine, like you're not helping people, you're like that view comes almost from the right side as well. They're like, yeah. oh, you're not in tune, you don't care about your freedom, you don't care about like no, like everybody has their different reasons for wanting things. Everybody has their choice and everybody has their free will and there's no right or wrong answer. I just, you know, my whole thing is, you know, are you acting out of love or are you acting out of fear? Absolutely. And I think if we, if we love ourselves and look at the big picture and look at things from a holistic loving standpoint of an abundant standpoint, we would see that, okay, maybe we do need to vaccinate, but also we're kind of, you know, the part, part of the problem I have with the whole vaccination and things and reopening just because we have the vaccine is, we're kind of forgetting why we got to this point. You know, if we were a metabolically healthy country, this would have been a blip on the radar. You know, this wouldn't have, we may have acknowledged it, but it wouldn't have been as much of death and destruction and stuff that it's caused because not only would it have physically not done that to people because people's immune systems would have been better, but people wouldn't have been as fear as fearful. You know, your body knows, your body keeps the score. Yeah. So if your body knows you're vulnerable, your anxieties are going to, gonna rise you know i always tell people they're like how do i build confidence go get stronger in the gym Mm -hmm. when you're physically stronger you feel more confidence you feel less fear 
because your body knows a score. Your body knows that I'm vulnerable. Like if I'm a weaker person, if my immune system's weak, if I don't have the ability to fight off disease or fight off intruder or something like that, your body knows. Your body will act from a more fearful state. It'll be harder for you to act from that higher abundance and love. And I think that's a big thing we're missing in all this. And, and regardless of if you want the vaccine or don't want to get the vaccine, like, you know, it's crazy to me that you can get the vaccine and that means you get a free donut for the rest of the, yeah. rest of the year. Like that stuff to me, it's like people talk about trusting the science and it's like, that's not trusting the science. Like obviously obesity and being overweight and metabolically unhealthy has an effect on you for this specific disease and all diseases pretty much. Yeah. But it, that's the whole thing is I feel like this fear-based reaction and very finite view of just trying to latch on when you're fearful, you're just grabbing for whatever. Like mm -hmm. if you're falling or you're slipping, you're grabbing for whatever. Like you don't care that you just knock something off the table. You're trying to keep yourself from falling, you know, because- That's a great analogy. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like we feel like that, with the, like we feel like we're falling. We feel like we have no control over the situation. So we're just reaching to anything. And for some people that's been, they've gotten really healthy and fit. And, and maybe sometimes we're like that a little bit too. We go to what we know and- we're like, oh, I know that I can do vitamins and I can work out and I can meditate. Yeah. I can bring my body up. And so we're kind of, you know, we got to kind of watch ourselves and make sure we're not fear latching onto that. Yeah, I've definitely had to catch myself with all of that and like have a more kind of like balanced point of view. So I really am, you know, I'm in the process of like doing a lot of research because I don't want to stay in such a, you know, I never want to be in a stagnant point of view. I never want to be like fixed. So, you know, I'm looking at data and research on both sides of the sphere because, you know, I'm at the point right now where I'm like, you know, I don't feel like I'm going to get it, but I also am admitting that I'm like, it's not to say that I won't ever get it, you yeah. know, or I'm open to the idea of it. And it's like, you know, for some of my friends and family that have already gotten it, I'm really happy for them because- I mean, it seems like that was really in their best interest and other people that I know that are like, yeah, there's no way in hell that I'm taking this. I'm also happy for them because they're living in their authentic truth as well. And I'm kind of in this, this middle ground where it's like, I do want to understand both the science and the spiritual implications of, um, of this action, you know, not just the vaccination, but also just like the pandemic in general. Like, how is this really going to affect our physiology, our biology, you know, our connection to our, our higher selves and different things like that. So I'm really in like this exploratory phase right now where I'm just looking at a lot of different stuff and trying to integrate a lot of different information so that, um, kind of like you were saying, it's, there's a lot of blaming on both sides and there's a lot of, you know, going back and forth versus, you know, we kind of have lost the art of debate in mm -hmm. our culture where you can have a differing opinion from somebody, but still be able to like give them a hug at the end of the conversation. Yeah. And you know, back in the, back in the ancient days, um, we would be able to have conversations with people have almost like public forums and bring the best and the brightest of opposing sides to talk together and really listen to each other and say, okay, I actually understand the validity of your argument. I have some information that might counterindicate that or might, you know, show you a different light, but they would kind of go back and forth, kind of like ping pong until they got to a central resolution because it's like there's truth on both sides. Mm -hmm. It's not black and white. It's not. And so we're it's this whole kind of like divide and conquer mechanism of, you know, oh, well, if you're on this side of the camp, then you believe X, Y, and Z. If you're on this side of the camp, you believe X, Y, and Z. And these two camps don't mix. Like, how barbaric is that? It's ridiculous. It's so archaic. And sometimes, you know, I think both Robbie and I can admit that we fall into fear-based mindsets from time to time. And then, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to pack up my bags and go out West and, you know, live on a chicken farm and stuff like that. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, Sheridan, crown chakra is out of whack because you're wanting to isolate yourself from everybody that you know and love. Like that doesn't, you know, that's not true 
because of the way that you're reacting. So if I receive information that makes me like tailspin, then I know it like, I'm like, this can't be, this can't be the truth, or at least it's not the whole truth. It might, there might be some true aspects to it, but this is not the whole picture. And I need to have a more holistic view. I need to kind of step away from the, from the fishbowl and see what's really going on here, you know? Yeah. And, and just the way our media and, you know, social media, news media, even entertainment media is kind of being structured. It's really hard to, it's really hard to, if you're not mindful of it, it's really hard not to get swept up and swept away. Oh, yeah. And, and I, and I feel for people and it doesn't matter which side. And if you're screaming at somebody in a store about something that, there really is no right answer, then what are you doing? Like, what are you really helping? Like, where are we really getting to a point? And that's the biggest problem I have politically. You know, I fall very in the middle of both the right and left. And I feel like when I'm with strong right wing people, they oppose me. And when I'm with strong left wing people, they oppose me. And there's not almost, they try to push me away into the other camp. And which I don't understand is like, I'm trying to be in the middle, like, Hey guys, come join me. Like I'm on this Island. There's some coconuts. Like y'all are swimming out in those deep waters right now. Like it's all nice. We got pina coladas over here. We'll get a tan. We can go get some fish if we need it. We'll come back. And you know, I'm trying to like, I, I, I just, I just want people to love each other. And I want people to understand like, okay, Karen's screaming at the manager because something bad happened at the store and she's doing that because, you know, something's out of whack with her life. Something's wrong with her chakra. She's out of alignment. She, you know, just as much as the person screaming at some corporate person, like throwing, you know, trying to protest some minuscule thing that a corporation, like they're not, that person is not doing that out of, like most people are not operating in a sense of, I'm trying to hurt people. Yeah. If anything, they're operating a sense of, I'm not trying to get hurt. I'm acting in a fearful way. And like we said, it becomes almost that tunnel vision. And when you get like that, there's going to be uh, collateral damage. Mm-hmm. And, and, and fear isn't the same thing as hate. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people... But I think hate stems from fear. You think so? Yeah, like I think a lot of racism is a fear of being inferior to the other race. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah, like yeah, like yeah. that. I think like hatred towards something. Like I feel like when people really hate something, they fear that side of themselves. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would mm-hmm. agree with that. I don't think fear stems from hate, but I think hate stems from fear. Yeah. I'd you know so, what I'm yeah. saying? And so just I think we because, all have fear no matter what. Uh, absolutely. And if we're not mindful of the fear, then we'll become hateful. Yeah. 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 And so it's, and maybe it's just kind of like fear as the centralizing concept of, you know, are you willing to rise above the fear or are you going to fall victim to it? And if you rise above it, you're acting from a place of love. And if you fall victim to it, you're acting from a place of hate. And this is a little a different direction, but I heard this thing the other day that was really cool. It was just a kind of a mind shifting quote of, you know, you have two choices to make every single day. You can either evolve or you can repeat. So what did you choose today? And so that's something that I've been kind of keeping in the back of my mind of, okay, am I evolving or am I repeating? Am I evolving or am I repeating? Because I have been doing a lot of uh, shadow work as of recent. I've been diving really deep into my subconscious, into past experiences and really looking for lessons, looking to heal those parts of myself so that, you know, I can be grateful for the experiences that I had in the past that shaped me into the person I am today, rather than being like, oh, I am a victim because of these things that I've been through. I don't want to identify with that victim mindset anymore or, you know, that fear-based mindset. It's, it's all, it's all really the same thing. And so I, it's like, you know, we're coming across all of these tests. It's kind of like, 
I think I might have said this before on the podcast, but it's like spiritual finals week. And so we keep getting these tests and it's basically showing us our patterns, our our mindsets, our limitations that aren't working for us anymore. And we know that they're not working for us, even if we don't really know what the answer is, but it's up to us to get creative, to dive deep, to operate from a place of love. The reason why we keep coming across these tests is because we are operating from a place of fear and we have this tunnel vision and we think, oh, well, this is the only way that I can approach this situation. But it's like, that's not the truth. There's so many things when we can step outside of our mind and back into our hearts, we see so many different possibilities and maybe you'll come across a situation that you've dealt before in the past that is just manifesting in a different person, a different situation. And then you're like, well, I, I see this differently now. And I have reacted like this in the past, but I'm going to choose a different action today. And so rather than repeating, you're evolving. And it takes courage to evolve. That love and courage overrides that, that fear. It is not a goal for humans to be fearless, but rather to overcome fear because fear is just a part of the human experience. And so when you're able to come across these tests and really heal from them, then it's like, that's really where the real evolution comes in. Mm -hmm. That's really when abundance and magneticism really starts to come into play. You start attracting the people that are like-hearted. I'm kind of using the frame like-hearted instead of like-minded because I don't really care if people always agree with me. I just want to be able to connect with your spirit. Yeah. Um, you're attracting like-hearted people. You're attracting abundant opportunities. You're attracting more financial wealth. You're just in essence attracting more love and more energy into your life because you're choosing to stop repeating a cycle. You're breaking like even for some people, generational traumas, you know, because some of the stuff that you brought in Mm -hmm. to this world isn't, it doesn't belong to you. It's something that your mom brought in, your dad brought in, your grandparents. And it's, you know, it's kind of like up to you, even though it wasn't your fault, it's kind of your responsibility to heal it. And once you're able to heal past those things, then it opens up doors, not just for you, but for the rest of your generations down the line. I love that. Yeah. I think we should all be evolving. And I think that's part of living with love, living in love is you do evolve and not letting fear control you because we would be sitting inside all day and never go out and do anything if we let fear completely control us. So I really love this conversation, Cher, where we've kind of passed the the hour mark. I know you just you just kind of summed a lot of things up very beautifully and kind of put it into more of an action standpoint. Is there anything else that you kind of want to lay down on this topic before we uh, shut the laptop down? I think no matter where you stand in life, whether it's in regards to the pandemic in regards to your own personal health freedoms, in regards to um, your relationships or the way that you operate in the world. I just want you to know that I love you. That's great. And I would just say, you know, if you struggle with kind of living in love and it's something that I do struggle with, it's something that I, I work on even though I sign things as with big love and and I say big love is the mood and we end every podcast like this. What big love really is to me is seeing yourself in other people and understanding that, you know, we're all, we are all in this together. Don't need to be cheesy, but we're all in this together. And your issues and kind of looking in, and I think that's what part of diving in and evolving and looking deep into yourself and, and kind of looking into your shadows, like facing your fears. When you look at it into yourself, you understand that everybody kind of goes through that. Everybody has things that aren't their fault. A lot of things are nurture. They're not nature. And when you can kind of, when you can approach life from that mindset, even if you face somebody that opposes you or is even quote unquote a bad or evil person, trying to see them as a human being, see them as somebody that is flawed, that has fears, that has maybe gotten lost on their journey, really helps you to kind of live with love and maybe treat that person or situation or anything that arises with love instead of acting out of fear. 
And that's what I try to do every day. And I'm not successful about it every day. There's days where I don't evolve. There's days where I probably take a step back. And that's just being human. And that's what I try to do is I try to just view everybody as being human and act with big love and understand that we are all trying to really get to the same thing, whether we're recognizing it or not. So I really like this conversation. I think it's just it's something that we can kind of keep expanding on. And I know that the pandemic is a weird topic for everybody. And I know maybe this was for, for us a little bit harder to talk about. And it's hard for a lot of people to talk about it. But, you know, hopefully you find people in your life that you can have opposing views from and still give them a hug and still love them. And I think, you know, the friend group that is kind of budding with us and, and the people around us, I think they're starting to kind of, we're kind of starting to see those, you know, that not everybody has the same viewpoints, but, you know, you should be able to hug each other. So if you have stopped talking to somebody because of their political views, I suggest or just maybe ask that you try to look at them in a different light and maybe try to reach out and connect with them and just talk to them instead of fighting with them. So. Mm-hmm. That's all I got really to say. I think that's beautiful. I think that's a great summation. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah, well, thank you, Cher. I really like this conversation. It's been one of my favorites so far. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, I hope you guys like the conversations we're having. Um, Please share this with somebody. It's a topic that I feel can really be effective in anyone's lives. And, you know, we're not sitting here saying we have all the answers, but the whole point of this podcast is just to get people thinking, get the conversations going. We hope that our podcast are the when you finish our podcast i hope that's not the end of the conversation i hope you bring our conversations into your friend groups and your loved ones and family and and just try to really expand the love that is big love uh onto the world so appreciate y'all absolutely well thank you guys for being here yeah thank you so much do you want to close us out with uh sure yeah well um Thank you guys again for listening to this conversation. Uh, Like we were talking about when we came back from our very brief hiatus, we're just wanting to be more vulnerable and honest and open with you guys because that's one, something that we're trying to cultivate more of in our lives. And also two, we hope that it gives you the, you know, a little bit of a uh, you know a budding a seed to plant in your garden so that you can create it for yourself if you haven't already so don't forget to like subscribe leave us a review on apple Podcasts. that is a great way to help our podcast grow and we really appreciate it if you want to talk to any of us personally rob is at wellness rob on instagram i am at the soul and science on instagram and our podcast page is at the bam podcast Um, that's where we'll be posting a lot of really great content to uh, go along with the episodes but also just kind of give you guys some lifestyle advice some tips and tricks and keep you posted on um, all of the happenings of our brand and our message and uh, you'll find the link tree there where you can find our podcasts um, on Apple and Spotify and um, also our blog page balanceandmoderation.com so Thanks for your support as always. And don't forget to share this with somebody that you love. And I think, uh, I think that's good. I think we're out. Love you all. Big loves the mood. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Hey everyone. Rob here. Really appreciate you listening to our episode. Just real quick. This podcast is for information and inspiration purposes only. Any personal opinions or views do not replace medical advice. Balance and Moderation recommend all listeners embarking on their wellness journey to do so under appropriate supervision by a healthcare provider. Thanks.